0: Hello, my name is Dr. Samuel Kim. And I'm Sharon Kim. And welcome to Research Sense for Korean American Therapy, a podcast that removes barriers and gives you a rundown of the latest Korean American mental health research. Just a warning to our listeners today, we will be talking about a sensitive topic of suicide. If this is a sensitive topic for you or you would like some resources, the National Suicide Hotline can be contacted toll-free at one 800 273-8255.
1: Today we're going to be talking about suicidal behavior among Korean Americans, cultural factors, and implications for intervention. This was written by Sungshik Moon, Anderson Songmin Yoon, Hei Yin Son, and Chewon Kim in 2021.
0: And this is from a book, isn't that right, Sharon?
1: Yes, it's a book called Understanding Korean Americans' Mental Health, a Guide to Culturally Competent Practices, Program Developments, and Policies. And we got that from Chapter 12. And today's topic, or today's chapter, talks about suicide, because suicide is the seventh leading cause of death of Korean Americans in 2018, and the numbers are rising even
0: more. And that's such a disturbing statistic that there are so many Korean-Americans, this is not just those living in the U.S., but just Korean-Americans um, are turning to suicide and killing themselves as a response to going through whatever they are going through. It. It's like, this is the solution that they're coming up with. One of the disturbing statistics that was reported within the chapter was that suicide accounts for almost 4% of all modes of death among korean americans which is higher than the u.s average of just over one and a half percent and is the highest among all ethnic populations in the u.s suicide is a big big issue and you know just anecdotally i've heard a lot and even read a few things about how suicide is very prevalent in south korea and have you heard the same thing as well sharon
1: Yes. Yes, it is. It is something that the government has been trying really hard to tackle with because um, it it is one of the leading causes of deaths in South Korea as well.
0: So one of the things that I liked about this book, so it provides lots of good information and statistics about suicide, but it also provides a framework to help therapists to think Mm -hmm. about, okay, if there's someone that I'm working with who is suicidal, how do I go about thinking about their situation? How do I go about really empathizing their situation? And I think for our talk today, we wanted to focus on the ecological framework. This is something that I have been exposed to many, many times all throughout the years. As a matter of fact, I use it in my lectures as well. The ecological framework, I guess a quick way to talk about it is just what is the context of the person? So what are the individual factors that they have? You know, what are their own personal characteristics? Who are they? Um, What is their family life like? What is their community like? And then what is the larger culture around them? How is that influencing them? And it even goes further out to thinking about the country, you know? Uh, Is something that we haven't really had to think about before is COVID is affecting a lot of us and that's something that's kind of at that macro scale that is part of that ecology of the person that can influence uh, someone to believe that suicide is an answer to what they're going through.
1: And one thing that I appreciated from this chapter was that it listed out some of the risk factors related to suicide. So what are some factors that can influence somebody to do suicide? And one of the things that they mentioned was demographic factors that Korean American men have significantly higher rates of suicide than women, which is almost twice the number and that which is shocking and also adolescents and older senior citizens are at risk groups and so we need to be watching out for that.
0: It's a very very disturbing statistic and you know I didn't have a chance to double check what I'm going to say so if there are any listeners out there who um, know this statistic better than I do please let us know Um, but my understanding is that men Tend to uh, complete suicide, so they are uh, able to completely take their lives uh, compared to women when suicide attempts are done. Um, And so that's something that's really, really important to keep in mind is like there are some differences, but um, both groups, both men and women are when they attempt suicide or are talking about suicide, you really, really need to pay attention.
1: And I think one thing that broke my heart was when the chapter talked about how Korean American elders hold mm-hmm. the highest rate of suicide among all other adults in the U.S. And I think it will go a little bit into, you know, why this might be true later on, but that's something that we learned. But there are also not just demographic factors, but also cultural factors.
0: The culture factors go beyond, and this is something that I think is the heart of this chapter, is talking about, you know, what are the specific things about Korean Americans um, that are putting them at risk for suicide? Um, one of the things that the book talks about is the U.S. culture is different from Korean culture, and one of the ways that's talked about is the difference between an individualistic versus collectivistic culture and uh, other terms I've heard these days is an independent Culture, so a culture that um, lauds and, and raises up independence. It's like, you know, I got through this by myself, by my own bootstraps, you know, I was able to pull myself out of this versus an interdependent culture where it's, you know, it's really the family's influence that helped me to do this. And I contribute to um, the wellness of the family and I make decisions to thinking about what's going to be good for my in group at home whether it's my community
1: another cultural factor that the chapter mentions is saving face is something that's very very big in the Korean culture, which means that you are, you have that pressure, societal and individual pressure, to maintain a very positive image of yourself in order to protect the honor of your family. And this this actually causes or influences you in a way that um, prevents you from accessing mental health services because you don't want to bring shame to your family.
0: And is saving face the Korean term chaemyeon? Is, is that correct? Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes, it is.
0: In my brief exposure to Korean culture, it just seems that I've seen examples in the news throughout my life where if a Korean company made a big mistake or they did something horrible, it was the CEO or whoever was responsible would come on TV, deeply apologize, and immediately step down. And it wouldn't be unusual to hear about a leader of some sort committing suicide at some point, like I'm thinking about, um, there was a former president who committed suicide at one point, as well as leaders of companies and other important people in the Korean culture.
1: And so saving face, it might be that because if you fail to, you know, honor your family or your group, then it might be that few people feel pressured to think that the only way out of this is by doing suicide. And so those are the demographic factors, cultural factors, as well as their psychological factors.
0: Before we go to the psychological, I think one important one to talk about is the language barrier. So a lot of the Korean Americans Mm. who are here, especially with the demographics of the older Korean Americans being at such high risk for suicide, what resources do they have access to um, that can be given to them that is both in their language, as well as being culturally sensitive to them. And I think the lack of those resources make it harder for someone to pinpoint, um, you know, if someone is not doing well or suicidal, what resources do you point them to? And where do you say that they need to go?
1: Yeah, those are very real barriers to Mm -hmm. seeking professional mental health help
0: psychological factors that you were talking about so if somebody was going through the classic depression or you know any kind of high anxiety um are big big risk factors for it another one that comes up a lot that i think about in the korean culture is substance use you know this is more anecdotal i haven't really read too many demographic studies but it just seems like there's a lot of koreans that i know of who consume a lot of alcohol and now call is a natural depressant and so this could be a contributor now I want to say it's not a cause but it could be a contributor to someone experiencing a lot of these psychological factors
1: and there are also not just psychological factors but social factors mm-hmm. if those who report feeling you know like that, that they are a burden or they feel disconnected from others they are at higher risk for suicide than than those who don't. Adolescents, mm-hmm. if you're you know working with adolescents, family dysfunction would be something that you would look for. Um, if there is any you know family conflict that's going on, trauma, abuse that happened within the family, I think that's some of the factors that could influence suicide or suicidal it behavior.
0: It doesn't have to be these huge, big things that can push someone to think that you know, life is too much, I need to take my life. It can't be things that what we would consider more normal. So having families who immigrate, immigration is a stressful process. And so even on the surface, everything seems to be going well, it may not be perceived that way by the person. And even though Comparatively, and you can't see me, but I'm doing air quotes uh, right now. If comparatively, it doesn't seem like as big of a deal, if it is a big of a deal to that person, then they're going to have these feelings and these perceptions.
1: Yeah. And I think for older adults, as they are leaving the country, as they left the country that they've been in, and if they immigrate after they become adults, or um, they have been separated from that social support system, their friends, their relatives, mm-hmm. their family members. And so that could also be a factor that can play a role in all of this, right? And being that stressor or trauma. The, the book talked about social factors, but it also talked about environmental factors,
0: Mm hmm. mm -hmm. So SES level. So if someone's family came to the US um, and everyone talks about the American dream, but not everyone achieves the American dream. Um, As a matter of fact, uh, the last time I look and it's been a few years of the SES of Asian Americans in the US, it's bimodal, meaning there is a large group that does well. And it's kind of in that middle class, upper middle class demographic but there's also a huge population of asian americans who are in the the lower class who are not doing well who are living in poverty in the us and if you just feel like you're working and working and working and no matter how hard you do it you just can't feel like you succeed you know that's something that's just going to eat away at you over time and so If you don't have a lot of financial resources, that limits the education that you can get, the quality of education, the places that you can live. Um, It also being different and looking different opens up to bullying and discrimination. I mean, I hate to say it, but in recent years, we had a lot of AAPI violence and hate that's been going on. And so those things are contributing to everything as well. So a big question is like, oh my gosh, we're talking about all these risk factors and all these things that lead to, you know, why someone would want to commit suicide. Is there anything that might protect them or make them feel like, hey, you know, there is something worth living for?
1: So one thing that are really that the book mentions or the chapter mentions is family relationships either can you know help somebody feel like they can get out of their situation or if there are family conflicts right it can act separately on the other hand it could also be that the reason or a factor that people can feel like they are in a in a bad situation so family relationships are very important so having strong parent child relationships or you know sibling bonds and all these things social support in general so mm-hmm. um, these could include local social supports like their friends or going to a, a center and and meeting with friends there or even going to church and fostering a sense of belonging and connectedness over to the overall, you know, community, I think is also something that they mention as protective factors.
0: That's right. And I think there are other... Kind of protective factors out there as well that's not quite as close to home. It's providing resources and supports that are sensitive to the person's culture and are specific to the person's culture. And um, the chapter talked about several different kinds of resources, but I thought it would be really cool if we could talk a little bit about some resources that are available to Korean Americans specifically. For example, there's this wonderful nonprofit organization called Mustard Seed Generation. And so what are some fantastic resources that could be out there for someone who's, you know, not doing so well?
1: Thank you, Dr. Sam. So as you know I work at Mustard Seed Generation and what we do is we provide culture specific workshops and conferences for families, local churches and these are specific very specific to Korean American families and church leaders and mental health professionals as well and so we do webinars we've been doing everything online now since covid you know but we have workshops webinars on you know how to sp- communicate better with your child. For instance, we host this in both bilingually. So we host it in Korean and English. um, So that first generation in 1.5, second generation Korean Americans can attend. These are just like great resources as well. But I also know that there is another great resource called June and Dr. Sam, because you are providing so many great YouTube videos as well as things that are very much related to um, mental health and Korean American mental health.
0: Oh, who is this Dr. Sam guy? He sounds great. Yeah, Yeah, June and Dr. Sam was um, an idea that came up about how can we get mental health information out there uh, for Korean Americans to consume. And one thing led to another, we've tried different things like blogs and YouTube videos. And I think One of the things we're going for right now is what you're listening to here is doing podcasts. How can we make the research work that's out there applicable and usable and more importantly, accessible to Korean Americans who are listening right now? And that's what we're trying to do right now with the work at June and Dr. Sam. I think one thing that underlies all of these things that both MSG and JDS are doing, it's there are people talking about mental health we are not afraid to say the words and the terms and talk about mental health and we're korean-american we look like the people who are looking for these resources and i cannot say the value of that like that just feels amazing like i said before when i met people through msg and saw that there were other mental health professionals who looked like me and thought Oh wow! I am not alone. There are other people out there who are doing this with me, and it encourages me. It's like, oh, I get excited. It's like, okay, maybe we can actually do something and make a big change.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's such a great way to put it because I think that's the feedback that we get from parents um, is that I thought I was the only one going through this, but when you put it as a collective narrative like that, you know, just for them, it's just such a moving thing to be with other parents who are going through similar things and yeah. for us to be able to share that in Korean in their heart language, right? And so I think that's something that we all need to talk about and be more aware of is how do we provide more culture-specific interventions and awareness and education, education for our clients? And so what are some of the implications that you took away, Dr. Sam, from this chapter?
0: You know, a lot of the takeaways are things that most therapists are very, very, very well trained in. But I think it's important enough to be reminded of here. Uh, One is building trust in the therapeutic alliance. You're not going to get anywhere with any therapeutic session unless you've built a relationship with them. And you're truly walking with the person, not you're standing on some sort of pedestal and speaking down to them keeping in mind all the, the cultural loadings and making a safe place so that they can share you know what are the various influences in their lives and being able to explore. I think the ecological framework is a good way to think about you know what are the resources this person has, what are the family influences, how is the community influencing this person and what's going on in the world around them that can be influencing things as well. Beyond that, Social supports, there is nothing more important than social supports. It is so, so essential. And family is one that's referred to a lot, but not everyone has a great relationship with their family, but there is a family of friends or some sort of community, whether through their churches or through some other organization that they can lean on. And I think augmenting those relationships as much as possible is critical.
1: I think also providing community resources and having that at hand, right? To be able to see a Korean American client and and say, hey, I know of a great resource like June and Dr. Sam, Mr. C-Generation, why don't you look into something that's more related to you? If you yourself are not a Korean American, I think it's really important to have a list of resources that might resonate a little bit more with your Korean American clients. Mm -hmm.
0: And then the last thing we would just want to end the episode with is there any listeners out there who are not therapists or maybe you are, and you know someone who's going through a difficult time or maybe you are you know, contemplating, is life worth living? There are some national resources out there such as the National Suicide Hotline, it's a toll-free line. It's 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. If you don't feel like talking on the phone, there is actually a national crisis text line. So you just have to text home to 741-741. So if you look at the keypad, it's all the numbers on the left side. So 741-741, um, and you can get into a text conversation with someone and talk to them. Uh, we hope that this episode was helpful for you. And we hope that you are able to tap into those resources and to be resilient when you can. Uh, for our next episode do we have the title for our next episode Sharon
1: yes so for our next episode we'll be talking about the hidden injury of class in Korean American language brokers lives
0: Ooh, there seems to be a lot to break down there
1: yes that would be very interesting and I hope you'll be able to join us on our next episode thank you for joining us today
0: thank you bye-bye everybody
1: thank you for listening if you enjoyed our episode Please subscribe to our podcast and check out more at musterseedgeneration.org
0: and samuelykim.com. To keep these episodes coming, rate and share on wherever you listen to this podcast.